The Washington State Cougarinos uh, fell at home uh, in a close game to like a pretty decent BYU team. Oregon State, big win over Utah. Washington and Arizona, tough, tough one to watch. We're going to talk about all that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver, offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. So let's start it off on, I think this was like a pretty early game in the day, Oregon and UCLA, probably the marquee matchup, honestly, last week. I should have mentioned it in the intro. Uh, And ended up being a heck of a football game. Ducks uh, on the back of Travis Dye, uh, filling it, you know, they're looking for that C.J. Vardell kind of... Not a fill-in because Dye was always involved, but to kind of pick up that production. But Travis Dye scored touchdowns on four straight carries. Ducks win 34-31. Yeah, that's good. If you can do that on four consecutive carries, score a touchdown, that's going to get it done. Um, yeah, what, what's funny is that really puts the lipstick on a game where uh, he had 14 carries for 35 yards. It's a good fantasy day, though, with those four touchdowns. Yeah, we take it. That's, uh, you're, you're almost, like, disappointed when you look at it. You'd be like, he only ran for 35 yards? What the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, UCLA slides a little bit. I, Chip looked like he had it going early in the season, but I guess I guess not. I guess not is what we is what we decided for this year. He's not. He doesn't have it going. I mean, they're still well enough. I mean, they're in the mix in the South, uh, which isn't saying a ton. But uh, I mean, I think they need Arizona State to falter now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're five and three. They're. I mean, they're. You know, they just can't. I mean. I don't know, like DTR, their their QB looks. God damn it! This freaking ad on ESPN keeps unmuting itself. What am I supposed to do about this? I just want to look at the the scores page, man. We gotta buy whatever it is. It's a car. It's a okay. It's a. Is it any kind of car you want? Smart parking. It has a 360 degree camera. Smarter sound. Uh, no. Smart charging. No. Smart sensors. Smart braking. No. It's a pretty intelligent vehicle. You know, XC when this country 60 looks like a Volvo, it's a Volvo. When this country, well, I will say that I, when I was a kid, I had a Volvo station wagon and I love that car, but, uh, this country was great when the cars were dumb, you know? Yeah. Pickup trucks, dude. Just dumb pickup trucks, <laughs> dumb, dumb fucking pickup trucks. We're like, you're, uh, you know, you want to stop all this bullshit where people are spending too much time, you know, like looking at the computer and coming up with bullshit theories. Why don't we make cars again that like. Uh, you know, your average teen can like try and put an engine together in their garage and the shit will work. Cause that's something that used to happen. Yeah. And that have like AM FM radio, you know? Yeah. So, like occasionally you just have to wait, wait it out on some commercials. They come on and you just have to like live through it. Cause that's how yeah. it goes. You know, <laughs> uh, that's living. That's fucking living. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, UCLA, that's very typical for them, but I, I mean, still, they, they still have got a lot to play for this season, you know? I mean, like, they're still in a position to challenge, at least, for uh, the South, and that's something, you know? If they're in the mix for a conference title, that's about as good as anybody besides Oregon is already precluded from doing this season, so. Yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear you. Good, good win for the Ducks. Yeah, good road win for the Ducks. Uh, next up, we got USC uh, went to South Bend and Notre Dame. 
had to be very sweet for them because uh, Notre Dame, uh, very comfortable 31-16 winners. This was a, a, a rivalry that, like, in the 2000s, tipped hard towards USC. Uh, and uh, the Trojans are just, like, you know, getting into playing out the string mode here. Yeah, more more abound at the pro at the at the program level right now. Um, I, yeah, I mean, this was I don't know. We talked about this last week. This was free money. This was like a six and a half point spread. Um, yeah, and SC wins the fourth quarter, thirteen to seven, to bring it within what fifteen points. I mean, like it's yeah. like or you know, like to only lose by fifteen. So this to me was like very much the expected result. Uh, Notre Dame is way better than SC and SC does not have, I mean, they don't have a coaching staff. So I, I don't know how you can expect them to, to, you know, to go toe to toe with Brian Kelly when you've got an interim head coach who's not long for that position, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, here's one to, here's a guy we haven't talked about enough on the podcast. I feel like, uh, drink London, the receiver for USC. Yeah, he's good. Uh, as yeah, so good. 15 catches, 171 yards. Uh, they've played seven games this season. He's got a, a thousand yards. Yeah, he's the best, like one of the best two or three receivers in all of college football, as like should be the case, right? Like USC should have that guy on their roster every year, and they used to, right? They used to have a couple of them. Um, yep. And and in, it's just it's so perplexing to me that they can have all these talent you know, all these talented players at the, at the skill positions and yet their line play, like they just can't get it together and they have no, and they have no, uh, what is the, uh, the word is escaping right now, but it's uh, discipline They you know, like they, yeah. they dumb penalties all the time. Um, it's just crazy to me. The, these guys at SC should be able to line up and blow just about everybody else off the ball on both sides of the line. And for whatever reason, they can't do it. You know, yeah, they win these they win these huge recruiting battles for these linemen and they've done it for years. Uh, and and then like they kind of just disappear. And, yeah, they do have a couple of linemen that have made it in the league and stuff. But it just seems like disproportionately, you know, like it's not what you would think it should be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with them. They suck. I was, I was, <laughs> I was just closing the windows on that court case we were talking about earlier. And I was like, ooh, let me read this order. <laughs> that's where my head is uh next up uh california colorado we got two bad football teams playing uh at cal and cal big dub big conference win first conference win of the year uh colorado they were coming off their thumping of the arizona wildcats and you know you can only keep a garbers down for so long uh california 26 to 3 Colorado fired its defensive line coach after this game or offensive line coach. One of their line coaches. Oh, uh, well, problems, problem solved. Um, which is interesting, right? Cause you got Darrell is in his second season. Yeah. Well, and you got Darrell in his second season. Um, they had a, a shortened season last year as did everybody else. And, and yet he's seen enough. He's, he's, and I guess the guy was like coaching high school when Darrell hired him, which is a, yeah, maybe not the right move. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, Colorado's uh, in uh, in restructure mode, like fully now. They're firing coaches. Good for them, dude. I like the uh, thing. Hopefully, that was just to get one recruit, and then the guy ended up sucking. So they're like, "Buddy, your uh, employment was kind of contingent on him being good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
uh, we're not getting what we needed out of this. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, so next up we got WSU, BYU. Um, really entertaining game. I was really hoping, I watched a good bit of this, hoping the Cougs would pull it together. Uh, you know, that would have been a nice story for them to kind of get through all the roll Dutch stuff and catch the dub, uh, you know, show that they're, they were above it or they got through it, you know, this manufactured adversity. Um, but BYU got the win, a nice win. BYU has been tremendous against Pac-12 this year. Yeah, like 4-0 against the Pac-12. And I will say that WSU got inside the number here, right? We had we had four and a half points to play with. And uh, we only needed two of them. So while they, did, all day. while they did lose the game, they did cover for us, which is very nice. Did, did you read the Rolovich thing that was on ESPN today? I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> you want to spend yeah. 10 minutes talking about it? I'd be happy to. <laughs> I'll, I'll spend a couple. Uh, what I want to say is... Uh, uh, like, I feel like it's fatal to his lawsuit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like, cause he's like trying to claim this non-existent religious exemption. I guess, you know, how fatal can it be? The lawsuit is dead on arrival, but, uh, uh, you know, that he like is granted an audience with WSU's foremost pathologist, right? Uh, who, who I'm imagining of course is like a, a, a cow wearing a stethoscope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, apparently he spends this time, uh, you know, it was, the guy said that Rolovitz directed the conversation and uh, was focused on whether, like, Bill Gates had a patent on the max, on the vaccine, you know? Yeah. And, like, it was, like, just, just full conspiracy nonsense, dude. And, and he, they got him! They fucking, they got him, dude! He was fucking reading the post and they got him! Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just a cautionary tale. He's a modern cautionary tale. He's such a, he's a... He's a historically important figure in the terms of uh, modern American society. Like, you cannot take this shit seriously. It. I'll tell you what blows my mind about this is that intelligent people, as as we all, like, I think would like to all consider ourselves to be. Yeah. You know, and 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 probably Rolovich would consider himself to be right. Like Pat Chun, right? The the AD of, of WSU. Is, is sitting there with Rolovich saying, I gave you the opportunity to speak with a leader in the field of, of, you know, he's an immunologist of like, you know, he helped develop vaccines in the past. He's like, this is his chosen profession. And he answered your questions in detail and provided evidence for the questions that you had and the bat and like, or if didn't provide evidence, at least explained himself, you know, and like explained how the process worked and gave you detailed and supportive, you know, supportable answers to all of your questions. Mm -hmm. And then you go home and you look on Twitter or Facebook and somebody who's got a picture that is not them with a handle that you could never track back yep. posts a link to a website that is not a news source that contains information that you could never validate or verify. And you elevate that over the discussion that you had with the actual professional sitting in front of your face. Yeah. Right. Because that's what's happening. That's exactly yeah, what's you're, happening. Yeah. That's that's what's like. Yeah. More tragic about it is because just like plenty of dumb shits are caught up in this. Few of them, you know, are so given such a wonderful opportunity to learn. Yeah. And so 
isn't it from somebody you should obviously trust? Isn't it at least fair to say, can you get at least that same level of due diligence and and supportable evidence from the claims that are being made on these anonymous pages before you no. before you discount what the the professional says? No, I'm not going to do that. Like you know what I mean? Like the and the answer is no. Like every time they're not no. It's they has a they, you know my friend's cousin also had that issue and it was the same or what you know like whatever like it's just it just immediately disappears into an untraceable morass of 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 the into the ether and that is good enough you know to to elevate it above a well respected professional in his field who was willing to come and sit down face to face with you man to man and discuss it with you and you're still going with the facebook posts like unbelievable yeah it's amazing it's amazing i've i've found his angle just now as we talk about this which is it's it's going to require admitting you're a dipshit at some point which is probably never going to happen right no, I, I mean, it will, right? I mean, that's what basically all of the, not all, but a lot of the January 6th individuals who are being arrested are like literally going into court and saying, we fucked up. Like, yeah. I mean, like we read stuff and believe stuff that we thought to be true. It turns out it's not true. We understand that now. I mean, there's like a sizable percentage of the, of the defendants that have like sort of made that the basis of their defense. Um, yeah. And and so, I, I mean, I, I think it's very possible that Rolovich is going to end up in some way, shape or form having to acknowledge that. But I feel like he I feel like there's an angle for him to be like the guy who uh, like, would you watch a Hulu show where it's like him talking to people who believe stupid things they saw online and like coming at it from like the guy I, I was once like you. Here's what's wrong about that feel like that's like it's redemptive makes him a couple bucks yeah he's gonna need it i mean i i think he's got to have some form of redemption to get hired again i think he's he needs it i mean the suing the suing the athletic director and, and calling him out i think is really devastating to his cause um yeah the fact that he's i mean the, the it's odd that you know he would say he's being like discriminatory or something like that i mean the the lawsuit's got to get withdrawn and that's going to require uh to cease speaking with his lawyer, I would imagine. I, I don't because, think it like, got filed, right? It's just, a, it's right. So far, it's just like a demand letter, um, which I'm, I'm very certain is going to elicit a response from. Oh, I'm sure it's already received a response that is like, yeah, uh, put up, that like, you know, put up or shut a paragraph, up. Yeah. yeah, a paragraph into it. The, the, his fucking solo attorney that he has from Republic Washington is like, or Kenmore, Washington, or wherever the fuck he's from, just be like, ah, god damn it. Well, I, my, my assumption is that this guy knows exactly what he's doing, which is he's doing twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars worth of performative art. Um, yeah. And at which point he's going to go to his client and say, ethically, I literally cannot sign a complaint and file it, um, because I still want to practice law. And yeah. we have no witnesses other than you. And the other side pretty much set you up for this, as it turns out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or at the very yeah. least, tried very hard to help you understand the situation. And you, you went little column A, little column B. Yeah. And and so I, I, I think he does. I would be surprised if he ultimately does sign and, and file a complaint because, like you said before, it's 
potentially heading down that path of uh, sanctions and other other things. But but what he's doing right now is is performance uh, uh, performance of uh, of my cousin Vinny proportions, um, and he's got a very well well funded client to uh, put against that retainer. So he's going to do his damnedest to make a bunch of noise, kick and scream a bunch, and then he's going to have that come to Jesus talk with him at some point in the future and say. Uh, look, they got a gigantic legal team, an unlimited uh, war chest, 25 witnesses. We don't have any. And, you know, you can you may find someone else to do this, but I'm not going to, you know, uh, suicide my career here um, and get sanctioned because, you know, we're going to lose this. Yeah, I don't know. I've been wrong before and it is hard to get sanctioned and it is hard to lose your your law license. So it's possible, you know, you can still file that bullshit and get away with it. But. Um, but who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's like the, the, what, the only thing that can save you is just refusing to admit it was ever a mistake, you know, it's like, you can't, you have to like, kind of like really believe in the truth of it the entire time. And that like, uh, you know, if, and at some point just be like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm entitled to a hearing. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess his lawyer can always fall back on it on his client and say, "My client is willing to swear to this." Um, but yeah. Um, but even then, it's like he doesn't have he doesn't have a case. He's not, like, there's no, you know, the, the Catholic Church does not recognize the exemption that he filed for. So it's like, yeah. Where's where's the where's the foul? <laughs> yeah, he's in he's involved in some like hyper, uh, you know, devout sect. This is like non non papal Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go up uh, Oregon State and Utah. How about this for the Beavs, dude? What a little season they're having. Five and two, three and one in the conference. They beat Utah, forty-two to thirty-four. Uh, the Beavs rushing game, right? This is this is the Oregon State way this year. Two hundred and sixty yards on the ground. Great complimentary performance by Chance Nolan with just a little two hundred in the air, a couple scores. Uh, Really clean game, really good game. I mean, if I, I'm looking back, I, if I, I wish I would have uh, watched this one over all the other Pac-12 games, because what a monster! I mean, the Bees went into the half down twenty-four to fourteen, uh, uh, took a lead into the fourth quarter, you know, and just outplayed them. Ended up outscoring Utah twenty-eight to ten in the second half to win by eight. What I mean, what a football game! Big time win for the Bees. Do you think Jonathan Smith would leave there for UW? It's t- the only reason I'd say no is because of uh, that he went to. Yeah, that's obviously. I mean, it's his alma mater. So, but like, even still, like, he'd have to think about it, right? Like, yeah, he's been there. Yeah. He was successful there. The stadium is literally twice the size. The recruiting isn't even close in terms yep. of, of the difficulty at Corvallis versus Seattle. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And you know what the uh, you know you know what the worst part of this Rolovich story is? I'm going to tie this in. Yeah. Do it. The fact that uh uh you had to hear over and over that he was the highest paid state employee. What the fuck is the University of Washington doing? Yeah. Letting this be the case. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> what, what what is this? We should we should honestly you know who the highest paid state employee should be? It should be the goddamn crew coach at the University of Washington. Yep. Like, or, or Instead of base, Heather motherfuckers. Tarr. Like Heather Tarr yeah. should be the second highest paid or the first like yep. highest paid because 
like they win, you know? Yeah. Like no reason Heather Tarr shouldn't be making three and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> Stone cold winner. Yeah. Went and got the number one recruit in the country out of like Georgia. Just pulled like the number two recruit in the country out of Missouri, you know? Yeah. Like a monster. Just goes into the SEC's like den and just pulls out like recruit after recruit, nationally ranked top five recruits. Like it's nothing. Like, why oh, is yeah. Heather Tarr the highest paid state employee in the state of in Washington? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, if I become a booster, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. Um, so, oh, and then that brings us to, right, we did every game except for Washington and Arizona. And, brother, when you talk about a game only a mother could love, <laughs> this was, this was, uh, this was tough to watch. Oh. I'll tell you what. The good? The Huskies decided to get out of their own way just just slightly slightly more than Arizona was able to and the dogs end up with the win 21 to 16 this is a game Arizona was pretty much in control of five point win and UW won the second half 21 to 3 yep good gracious yeah could not couldn't move the ball a lick Dylan Morris I mean he sucks oh my god he just I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to roll. <laughs> oh my god. He just stands there and you're like, come on, man, do something. Come on, buddy. And he's just standing and standing, and you're like, look, I know it's Arizona, but eventually they're gonna get and, oh, and you just watch this like horrible hit, and you're like, No. Yeah. Like I oh that happened seven times as far as I can remember. It was probably twice, but I mean yeah. it was just these like he's standing there, he's standing there. Like the TV guys are like you know, the alarm's got to be going off in your head about now. And it's just like, nope, nope. standing, nope. standing. Nobody home. And then just leveled. And you're just like, Nobody home. Come on, like man. old Warren after a late night Rocket League session. We're not answering the bell. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so the game turns on uh, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa uh, interception. Uh that where Arizona was going in to basically put the game to bed. Yeah, and, and, and I mean the guy threw it right to him. I mean he basically accidentally caught it, which is great for him. I mean it's incredible that he actually caught it because he had an offensive lineman like fully engaged with him at the time. Um, yeah, oh. but that quarterback hell of a play, hell of a play, threaded the needle and got it right to him. Um, but I mean you look at it. I've watched that play probably ten times, and I'm just like, how did he? Okay, well, I mean he looks as surprised as anyone really that he can't that he got yeah. it. Uh, unbelievable, dude. This team is awful. Yeah, this yeah, this Washington the Arizona team terrible. Like an all time worst Pac twelve team ever. You know, like that's what we're in the mix for. Uh, Washington barely beats them. This Washington team. I mean, it's. I gotta say, let me go a different route. Maybe give Jimmy like a raise. This is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. They're three and four. They're even in the conference. Arizona passed for 62 yards, ran yeah. for 218 yards. Yeah. Washington ran for 88 yards, net Dylan Morris minus 21. So you figure that's more like 105, whatever, you know, 100 and 108, yeah. 107 yards. Um, so, so technically, I guess Washington outgained, I'll go to the team stats, outgained uh, Arizona. 
the time of possession was basically completely even. Uh, Arizona had a few more, six more penalties, but only 30 more penalty yards. But leading rusher for uh, Washington was Sean McGrew, 17 carries and 43 yards. Uh, kind of very similar to Die, only without the four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Terrell Bynum uh, now had a game, five receptions, 143 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, what's wild about for how bad Dylan Moore has been, Dylan Morris has been, uh, is when our when our offense has looked okay uh, this season, uh, the only we have been able to complete plays down the field. I, just, I mean, this these stats are just brutal. Arizona's They're leading brutal. receiver had twenty yards. They're brutal. Six I mean, catches when, for twenty yards. <laughs> to to enjoy this to enjoy this Washington season. You have to go fully back into 2008, 2009 mode, and if they win a game, enjoy it because like this is just a bad football team and they're not fun to watch. They gonna win another game this year? Um, they could. I mean, they could lose the Apple Cup for the first time in nine years this year. They should lose. I I can't imagine they're gonna be favored in a game like at Colorado. You figure they're gonna win? Yeah, that's true. They're going to win, and you give them a shot against WSU. So really, the uh, you've got your next three games, and this is your fight for bowl eligibility. Give me one against at Stanford, at home against Oregon, at home against ASU. No, no, I'm not giving you any of those. Never. Well, the, all, all you can say is it's college and their kids. Who knows? But it would seem highly unlikely based on what we've seen out of this team this season. Their wins, Washington's wins, are against Arkansas State, a now two-win Cal team, uh, and Arizona. So I think Washington's combined opponent record is something like 1-17 for the teams that they've actually beat. You know what pisses me off? Talk to me. Sam Heward played in this game Yeah. for four snaps. Oh, yeah, because Dylan Morris had a bloody nose. Yeah. Well, he got popped pretty good. Then that was definitely should have been a penalty. I mean, the guy... Punched him in the face, basically, which has got to be a face mask. Um, well, the re- the rest probably thought they were doing us a favor. Yeah, but you know, Lake is so caught up in coach speak. I mean, I think this is why there's so much agitation to get rid of him because he's he's genuinely unlikable um, at this stage in the game. He just can't he can't let go at all, and he can't tell the truth. So first of all. I watched Sam Hewitt in the spring. I, he doesn't look great to me. I don't know. I mean, like, he doesn't really zip it. No, he didn't. He didn't look great. He doesn't zip and it. he's got he, yeah. The one ball that he threw on his sucked. Sucked. It was a hospital ball for sure. Now maybe it's because he knew it was a free play because it wasn't free play. You know, they, the defense had jumped, so he was just lobbing it down the sideline to see what happens. But like you, that you do not want to do that too many times in live action because uh, a safety coming across is going to really hurt your receiver if you do that so so i don't i'm not saying i'm not one of those guys who thinks like sam heward should be playing a lot but if the plan was to play him in this game it was certainly to play him more than a series right you're not going to burn one fourth of his total games that he can play as a red shirt you know and maintain what should be the the second of four now on a yeah on on just like a one on a throwaway series when your starter is in the injury tent like and lake says oh that was the plan all along was to play him just that one series you know and it's like 
bullshit, dude. Just be no. Like, just be like, look, I wanted to get him in for a couple series, but I also thought that our offensive line was going to dominate, and it immediately became clear to me that that wasn't the case. We can't block and that. Him. We were in a we were in a dogfight in this game, and so you know I had wanted to get him in for a couple series. But in, as it turned out, you know, Dylan got hurt for that one series and we had to put him in there. But after that, I just didn't feel comfortable. I know Dylan was struggling, but I felt like, we, you know, we needed to win this game and it was more important to win the game. So I took Dylan Morris and I wrote him and that's what happened. You know, like, and that's like, what, what's the downside of saying that? Like, I don't understand. Like, I get it sometimes when coaches sort of misdirect and lie. But like to sit there with a straight face and be like, oh, no, that was always the plan was to play him this one series, you know, like what like just you didn't plan on dylan morris getting hurt and like you know you bullshit you just say yeah i wanted to get him some reps but look the game was a lot closer than i thought we were struggling i went with my guys because i wanted to make sure we secured a win we secured a win i you know hopefully we'll be able to get sam some meaningful reps here you know like whatever you want to say but like he just can't tell the truth man he just can't like he's so wound up he's so tight that he can't just be like Here's what happened, you know? Yeah. No, it's crazy, man. It's just crazy. All right. Well, that was my... Yvette, what, what he... Uh, yeah, what what is... Yeah, because I think the follow-up question of this is the plan the whole time is... Well, do you, do you think that was a good plan? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's just say that that was the plan. Yeah. How do you feel about that plan? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you sign off on that plan when it was presented yeah. to you? Like, we're gonna burn one of his four games that he can play in on four snaps in the first quarter of this game, and you're like, that makes sense to me. You know, like yeah. <sighs> no, I can't. What the thing? Uh, I haven't seen enough of Sam Heward to render a judgment, but I will agree that I went to the spring game and what I've seen of him, I've been overly impressed. What I'm kind of monitoring based on the little that I've seen of him, uh, throwing motion looks a little like kind of loopy, you know. Well, he kind of lobs the ball too much. It looks like he's trying to place it, and you know, I guess he's got a cannon, yeah. but it's like, dude, you got to use it. <laughs> like, get yeah, him. you got to make. This ain't high school, buddy. You got to. You can't just float the ball around. Yeah, they're not gonna. You, like your receivers aren't gonna have five. You know, five yards of separation like your receivers in, in high school did. Like, you got to get him the ball. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, I think he'll, you know, I'm not saying that I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. He might be, but right now it looks like the game is pretty fast for him. Um, and so I don't think starting him is necessarily the answer. I maybe it's O'Brien because Milton Morris is, is, is struggling. Um, maybe we don't have a good answer and we should just run the wildcat. But, um, but if you're going to play him and take one of the four games that he's allowed to play in to see what you got, like, then you got to do that. Like you can't just play him for four snaps and then go and tell everybody, well, that was what I wanted to do. Like, okay, well, what did that tell you? He hunt, he handed the ball off three times and used a free play to try and, you know, throw a bomb down the sidelines that was incomplete. How did, what's the evaluation? How did that look to you? You know, like, yeah, <sighs> it's going to be a long year, man. It's already a long season. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it's college football, so it's almost over, you know? Uh, but yeah, anyway, so how are we doing picks last week? You did quite well at four and two. I Let's did go. bad at two and four. Worm did worse at one and five, and Tubby did even three and three. So twenty six and thirty four for me, twenty seven and thirty three for you, twenty two and thirty eight for Worm, and twenty eight and thirty two for Tubby. 
So how many back of Tubby am I? One. Hell yeah. Here we go, baby. It's the drive for five. Hundred. Um, okay. So let's kick this baby off. Next week's games. Let's try and do them quick because I want to go to bed. Uh, Arizona State and Washington State. Uh, in Tempe, Arizona. The Cougs scrambling for coaches. Uh, they are underdogs to the tune of I'm seeing 16. That's what I got. All right. I got... I want to pick WSU here, but I'm concerned. Um, you know, the new coaching staff now has put some film on tape. Um, they're on the road in the desert, which is normally not a great place for Washington schools to go. Um, I don't know if that's true for WSU. I just, I'm just projecting that um, based on Washington's experience. Um 16 is a lot though. Give me, give me the Cougs to keep it within 16, I guess. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Cougs also. That's a good, good size number. Uh, I'm going to say something that I've said about a hundred other times on this podcast, but I just thought about it again and it always brings me joy. I remember watching an Arizona state game years upon years ago and they show their team store and they have that uh, shirt with like other schools logos on it that says like the good, the bad and the ugly and the good is the sun devils. And on their shirt, the bad was Washington State, and the ugly was Arizona. <laughs> but I remember when I saw that, I was like, huh, the Cougs, huh? <laughs> All right. Kicking them when they're down, man. Yeah. I was like, for God's sakes, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's just a judgment that they're generally bad. All right. But I'll tell you, you know what? Sometimes the Cougs are good, you know? They're not, you know. They're not really. I mean, I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, are they really? They've ne- never won the North Division. The last time they played in the road. Rose Bowl was 97. Um, their all-time, you know, one of their all-time great quarterbacks is Gesser is a full-time QAnon conspiracy theorist, but he but he went 0-4 in Apple Cups. Like, I think they, yeah. they've won, like, a surprising number of games for how little they have to show for it, is what I would say. Like, Yeah. Well, sometimes they do, they do enough that some years you can be like, you know. They, they, yeah, I mean, they had that streak when we were in school of, like, winning 10 games. And then, like, the Mike Leach teams were consistent bowl teams. Yeah, no, they, they were consistently bowl teams for sure. They just, like, they never, like, threatened to win the division or anything. They yeah, might... they're, like, great at their level. Yeah. Which is, like, they're, they, like, they can, for a team that, like, never reaches excellence, they can sustain being, like, a you know, like a, like a credible team in the conference for a long period of time. Yeah. So that, and that's impressive to me. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Colorado and Oregon. I don't think this line can be big enough. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, so I'll take the Ducks. It's 24 points is what I'm saying. It could be, it could be 40. Yep. Here's – got a head scratcher for you. This jumps out at me as wrong. Oregon State at California. The Beavers are one-and-a-half-point road favorites. I mean, it's wrong because you think Oregon State should be bigger favorites, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that because they so, they run the ball really well. Yeah, I'm thinking like 10 points for them. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'd probably still take Oregon State. So I got Oregon State easy in that one. That's my lock of the week. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna give you another lock of the week. <laughs> USC is hosting Arizona. USC are 21-point favorites. I seen what I needed to see out of Arizona, folks. And USC licking their wounds a little bit over Notre Dame. They're going to be a real Jekyll and Hyde team this year, you know. Uh, embarrassed. Uh, sure, as there are a lot of uncertainty, everybody's kind of every man for himself down there. Uh, Twenty-one points ain't enough for this matchup. We got to do a parlay: USC, Oregon State, Stanford. 
Oh, yeah. Got to. Oh, yeah. That's free money all the way around. Yeah. We should bet it big, too, like a hundy. Yeah, at least. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, Utah and UCLA. Utah are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Interesting game. I got Utah. I'm uh, I'm thinking they're bouncing back. I think UCLA is going to be you know, not licking their wounds so much as just sort of defeated now. They, they, they're out. You know, for the most part, they're out of it. And they – Ah, they weren't just they just were not that impressive when they came to UW, even though they beat UW. And we saw yeah. how bad UW is. So um I don't know. Um they hung with Oregon, I guess, which is something, but I'm I'm taking Utah. Yeah, I'll uh I'll take Utah in that game also. I thought about it for a second. Uh next up we got Washington at Stanford. Yeah, you're what the fuck are you talking about? Free Stanford, money, dude. Half. Stanford by two and a Stanford half. Stanford by two and a half. Stanford by 20 points. Yep. Stanford in an extremely comfortable game for them. Yeah. Free money. We, of course, are taking Washington. Yeah. We, by rules of the pod, we're going to take them. Just take our, take our L and move on. Yeah. This is like a good, this is a, yeah, I agree with that. I, I like, I like Stanford, Oregon State, USC, three-teamer, bet it big. Yep. I dig it all. All right. You know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm checking here. Oh, they arc state. Because UW has lost, failed to cover every single week, except they beat Arkansas State by more than 16 points. So that'll tell you if you're betting on those games what you should be doing. But. Yep. Anyway, yep. sorry. If you're betting real money. Yeah. Okay. All right. That does it for this week's episode of Eligible Receivers for Eric. I'm Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.